The following is a Red Apple Podcast Network presentation. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light, city life, I gotta make it. Welcome to Dominic Carter's podcast. This is Dominic Carter's City Hall. Now, here's Dominic Carter. Red Apple Podcast, Talk Radio 77 WABC. You can listen to me, Dominic Carter, on the radio Monday through Friday, midnight to 1 a.m. If that doesn't work for your schedule, there is always the daily rebroadcast of my show on my other podcast. Police officers say the NYPD brass is out to get them. Nitpicking on some minor rules. This is my podcast. Let's go. So in the middle of a record amount of officers resigning, resigning, the NYPD is cracking down, nitpicking, if you will, on officers when they need moral support. How about this? Nitpick the criminals. How about that? Instead of the police officers, always pushing them, pushing them, pushing them, demanding more, more, more from the cops, and the criminals are laughing at all of us. One police plaza cracking down on cops who grow their beards too long. The department is cracking down on officers to make sure they wear their body camera on the right piece of clothing, that they update roll calls, promptly show up on time, and not leave their post early. Also, that they don't show up without wearing a hat. Officers who cross this line will either get a warning or be hit with command disciplines or internal write-ups that could lead to lost vacation time up to five to 10 days in the worst cases. We decided to get a firsthand account by speaking to a police officer. This is John from Staten Island. He has been an NYPD officer for some 16 years. Uh, Please explain it to me, John. What is this about? What's going on? Well, they basically come in. They're an outside unit, you know, an outside unit probably you know, driven from headquarters, and they come in, they open up, roll calls every day at, you know, at a certain time. Uh, they let out the squads, and they, they go through the lines, and they inspect everything from, you know, socks to uniform placement of cameras. It, you know what it is? It's, Dominic, it's the timing of it. Man, I, I've called you before. I told you we're seven years out of contract. We're working on 2017 wages. Yes. And it, it's, it, it, you know, you, you see these terrible stories about cops unfortunately, you know, taking their lives. And, and, and you know, one, one thing yes. that the job will never, you know, admit is that it could be something to do with how they treat their members or you know, just the general stress of the job, it's just all the paperwork, everything you do. They want you to be proactive, then you're proactive. you got to do three hours of paperwork for every person you interact with. you gotta you got to file all your cameras. you got to tag each camera video, meaning you have to, every single time you make a video, you have to, Go back and rewatch the rewatch the video to, to label it. Well, you know what happens. It, it's just everything is. It, it's just over micromanaged. You know, being a cop used to be you know common sense stuff. Get catch the bad guys, and you catch the bad guy to let the bad guy out before you're out. It's just it, it's 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 a bizarre world. Like I said, if you want to 
I do, I do, John. So you're at roll call, whatever, at 4 p.m. or I guess 7 a.m. or midnight, whatever tour that you're on, and you're saying someone from like a clean unit or whatever, some unit from headquarters is going to come and roll call, and you're about to hit the streets, and, and you're hoping to go home to your family at the end of your shift, and you've got to worry about your beard and where your camera's placed and all that type of nonsense and drinking coffee? What What is that about? Let's talk the, about the, the coffee. coffee thing is bizarre. I haven't seen that. But, yes, I mean, the inspections has always existed. And, you know, there's, it's like sort of a version of, of internal affairs, but on a lesser level. They come in and they they just make sure you're, you know, you're doing stuff. And, then, you know, they're going to get the stickers on the phones. It's just getting more petty. And the, the coffee thing is ridiculous. I hope that's not true. I haven't seen that yet, but uh, oh, it's true. It's true. If it's something makes the media with with the, with the officers on their phones, we have we have job uh, uh, issued phones. Then the, the department issues a very cheap sticker that it's faded on everybody's phone, and all you can see is a white bark in the back. It's just they have to stop capitulating to the, every public complaint. They have to realize that policing is is fluid. It, it's it, it's got to be done. It's got to be done well, but you can't over-scrutinize every little thing. It's just destroying the morale. The lack of contract, the lack of everything else, it's just not getting any better. I apologize for the noise. To no, 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 like no. Crazy. We can't hear the noise. It is it is raining like crazy. The only thing I disagree, John, with what you just said is that you said it is destroying the morale. I disagree to say that it has destroyed the morale for police officers. So, you know, I guess I hadn't thought about this. So every encounter that you have with someone in the public, and I guess that's from that federal lawsuit a few years ago, you mentioned that you may have to do as much as three hours of paperwork. Is that true? Well, I'm I'm over-exaggerating, but let's say this. I'll give you a scenario. I stop a car, right? I I see a guy riding with his lights out. I want to say, hey, sir, just put your lights on. It's unsafe. No, no, it's not just that. Now I have to take a picture of his license and his registration, and then I have to fill out forms to say, okay, I stopped John Doe at this reason. What was the reason? Then I have to indicate the race of the person. It's not just, you know, you know what they used to call, okay, neighborhood police. Let me go around, say hello to people, talk to people. No, then my camera's got to be on. Then I have to do this, and I have to tag the body camera. Then I have to create the paperwork for for the, for the stop, it, it's just redundancy at its at its max. It, it's and, insane. And is all that paperwork with you in the car, or you have to wait till you get back to the station house? Well, you could do it on the. It's digital. You could do the the, um, the the stop report on the on the actual phone that they they provide you. But you have to realize, uh, Dominic, that your head is down in the phone when you're doing this stuff. You work in a busy neighborhood. It's taking your your eyes off the street, taking your eyes or taking your ability to be helping somebody with something real when it comes down to it. Every, everything is it, it, it's designed, it's just over-micromanagement. There's too many people in too many places trying and, to create stuff. And yeah. while you're looking down, entering the information, you're wide open to one of the, you know, they got this knockout game with these kids where they run up to people and just punch them in their face. And, I mean, we can't have officers looking down the entire time trying to enter information into a computer for a routine stop, and your safety is open on the line. Everything is anti-productivity. That's what it is. It's like like they they want you to do something, but in order to do something – there's there's a string of, of paperwork that comes along, and honestly, I don't think the public would like if I want to say, "Hey, John, you know John Doe, you know, put your lights on, sir. You you, you know you're going to cause an accident." Oh, thanks so much, officer. 
but you know what, sir? I need to see your ID. I need to see your, you know, I got to take a picture of this, and I got to, I got to sort of what they referred to. Remember in the 250 days where there was a big complaint of a database? What do you think all this information is going to? It's going to something. And so, right? John, I'm going to let you go in a second. But again, so that we're clear here, sometimes when an officer asks for your license, it's not just to give a person a hard time based on what you're saying or for a check. It's because you have to enter this information. Correct. Every stop that you make, every vehicle stop has to be has to be reported into the system, and all that information gets gets uh, gets wherever it goes. I couldn't tell you, but it's going somewhere. And if you don't know the race of the individual, what do you do at that point? Well, there's an unknown box. So uh, personally, I always check unknown because I, I know what this is for. We're not stupid as cops. It's it's so, so so many can say oh regardless of the demographic and the neighborhood that you work in, they're going to say oh it's systematic that you pull over more uh, Asian Americans than you do white Americans. Why is that, officer? It, it's it's all designed as a catch-all. No matter what you do, wherever you work, is a demographic. That's life. That's that's the patterns of the city. So you know it's a very simple explanation if you ask me. But according to the NYPD or or whoever's monitoring us. You know, they, they're, they're looking at it in a different way to try to catch us like that we're targeting people or, we're, you know, it, it's just it's out of hand. The city council is really John said it last night when his first call to you, the city council needs to be held accountable. They are the creators and, and, and they are the ones that are paving the, the, the streets to be unsafe. I don't know. And their low election turnouts, as you referred to in the beginning, all of this, the city, if the people want to really run against these city council, they should be put front and center about the things that they're trying to pass. That stuff needs to be advertised because people don't know. John, you are correct, and thank you for your tour today. And I think you said you've been on the job for 16 years? Yes, sir, 16. Wow. And how far do you plan on going? I I would hope you're going to stick around (laughs) for your retirement. Yes, sir, I'll be here for that. The the day of that, that 20th anniversary, I'm out 100%. Okay, so last question, John. Why are so many police officers quitting? Well, I, I can tell you that the salary is terrible. You have five, six different forms of taxes that are coming out. Your rookies are—they're coming out with what twelve hundred dollars biweekly as the taxes. And you could work—you could work anywhere and make that money. Their, their pension system has changed. The, the conditions at work are terrible. All the, the equipment is, with the exception of the, the phones, the phones are very good. The equipment, the cars are falling apart. The, the, the oversight is ridiculous. Uh, the only thing that we have on the job is each other, and that's the best part about it. The, 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 the camaraderie and the things like that is what, what makes cops strong. And, and units like this, when you, you know, what you start and show it, they're the ones that bury this when they come in and, you know, go home at the end of the night, and maybe their spouse says to them, hey, what'd you do today? Oh, I nailed some guy because his beard was long. Like, are you really calling yourself a cop doing that? I agree with you. But, John, in letting you go, I just want to make sure I heard you correctly here. Did you state for beginning officers, if they're lucky, they bring home $1,200 every two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, you don't realize how bad the salary is. Wait, 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 wait. And what are you supposed to do with that? I, I can't answer that question. I guess live with your mom forever. When you're young, um, the quality of the, the kids coming on the job these days is also different. You can tell it, it's it's driven by by some sort of uh, you know diversity or or it, it's it, it's it's just they're not taught to be cops. They're not taught the street presence. 
They're not taught how to how to enforce the law. All they're taught is, of, of is what to be afraid of, and that's administratively, and that's and that's from the machine, which is the NYPD. Wow. There's so many gifted cops out there. There's so many, so many people who are so good at this job, and everybody leaves because of because of the machine that we work for. Again, one police plaza. Don't nitpick the cops. Make life uncomfortable for the people committing the crimes. PBA President Pat Lynch says the new inspections will only worsen the NYPD's historic staffing crisis. Quoting Lynch, it is absolutely mind-boggling that monitoring beard length and sock color are the NYPD's top priorities right now. With Lynch adding, New York City police officers can't pay their bills. They never get to see their families. They are battling every day against perps who have no fear and a justice system that delivers no consequences. That is so true, Pat Lynch. And that wraps up this episode. Thank you, folks, for joining us. You can catch me on 77 WABC weeknights, midnight to 1 a.m., If you are interested in my book or my life, which I will personally sign for you or my bobblehead doll, the book is all about succeeding in life, making a way out of no way. Go to my website, DominicCarterOnline.com, DominicCarterOnline.com. You can also go check out the Dominic Carter merchandise at the 77 WABC store from Dominic Carter T-shirts, the hats, and much more. Go to WABCRadioStore.com. Dominic Carter, Red Apple Podcast, Talk Radio 77, WABC. Dominic Carter Socials on Twitter at Dominic TV and Facebook and Instagram. Dominic Carter TV. Email at Dominic.Carter at WABCRadio.com. Until the next episode, be well. And as Dominic always says, stay positive. The glass is always half full, never half empty. Dominic Carter City Hall. City Hall.